Hey, 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 this is Heidi Nielsen. Welcome back to the Athlete Emerging Podcast. Last episode was a little longer than usual. I had a lot to say on that zero to 60 subject. And today's episode is going to be a little shorter than usual, I think. I just felt like recording today because I didn't feel like recording today. (laughs) And if you've ever had the experience of knowing that you need to hit the gym because you really don't feel like hitting the gym, then you know what I'm talking about. I often feel like in order to produce, produce anything creative, that I have to be in, you know, quote unquote, the right space for it. That I have to be at my best in order to create anything of quality. And there may be some truth to that. <laughs> but today is an experiment in what is the power of authenticity. <laughs> and today's authenticity is I didn't want to do this, I didn't feel like it was up to it. I actually wanted to crawl under the covers, create a little cave of pillows, and hide from the world. Ladies, you may be able to relate to this particular topic of the week a little more than the guys. So guys, if you can't quite relate, listen up, because the more that you can understand about the way we ladies cycle, the more peaceful and happy your lives with your ladies in them will be. (laughs) It's just a personal theory. So today descended upon me what I fondly call the ovaricane. Ovaricane for ovulation hurricane. And that is about a week before the start of my next menstrual cycle. Everything just gets a little harder. (laughs) Everything starts to seem a little wrong with the world. And it's so interesting. It's a definite hormonal switch that happens in the brain. I should do some research and find out what the actual hormonal process is. I know I've researched it at some time in the past, but it's fallen out of the hole in the back of my head for today. But there's a definite hormonal change that happens. And it's so strange the way that patience goes out the window, optimism goes out the window, the ability to see clearly just kind of gets all muddled. It's almost like here, guys, you may be able to relate to this one. If you have ever done a long, hard workout and you get to that point where you're bonking, it's common in distance running. Not that I do any distance running, but I just know that it's common there. Uh, And you have that sort of low blood sugar, just cranky confusion. It's a little bit of disorientation. Uh, You're tired. So that's a lot what various parts of the menstrual cycle can feel like. And it's a little different for each of us, I believe. But for me, it's about a, a week before the menstrual cycle resets, and life just gets kind of tough. I woke up feeling icky. (laughs) Icky is the most articulate word I have right now. In my body, I had some, some back pain in sort of the mid to low left side of my back. I think that's probably connected to having surfed this week, 
uh, we did a little bit longer session than usual and I carry my longboard under my right arm and kind of perched on my right hip um, so I'm, I'm just imagining there can be some torquing that happens there in the left side of the back and I also know that hip flexors are heavily involved in the act of surfing and that chronic hip flexor tension even everybody in our society has chronic hip flexor tension practically but it can be particularly announced in surfers um and some some surf yogis that i have known have theorized to me that that part of that is the aggression in surfing the the necessity of charging out into the waves and and that we kind of pack that aggression into our hips I don't know if there is physiological truth to that or not, but whenever I notice that, hey, okay, my my left mid to low back is hurting, hmm, this could be pain in QL, in quadratus lumborum, particularly the low, low part of the left side of the back, and in the way that connective tissue runs through the body, that QL is going to be connected to what's going on in my right hip flexors. I just looked at that connection a little bit more in depth at a workshop on knees that I went to last weekend with a my yoga tre- yoga teaching trainer teacher. Does that make any sense? My yoga master teacher who originally she was one of the first in-depth looks into rehabilitative type training that I had probably the most formative of my overall perspective to corrective exercise so I went back and trained with her again this past weekend this workshop about knees and we were talking about those relationships across the body that run through connective tissue lines and one of them we were looking at is between QL and the opposite sides hip flexors so it was just aware of all of this when I woke up this morning. And of course, it's part of the Ovirocaine that I feel one little ache in my body and go really deep into analyzing where it came from and where all my imbalances are and how am I going to fix this? And it gets a little overwhelming really quickly because, of course, there's some huge chronic error in my training if I wake up achy one morning, which would not be the case on another day. But on an Ovirocaine day, that's how it goes. Uh, so I woke up with that. And then as the day progressed, it was just like getting out the door on time somehow seemed impossible. I was running late for all of my clients today. God bless them that they're so sweet and patient and forgiving. I was just not on time, not on my game, doing my best to bring it for them and to be there in support of them. Interestingly enough, it was kind of a cloudy day here today and we've had really bright sunny weather lately. And it seemed that everybody else had this sort of sluggish, just off their gameness as well. And I had several conversations today that that may be connected to the weather. I don't know if any of you have any experience of your mood. It wasn't even mood as much as just kind of overall physical and mental energy level being tied to what color the sky is. But I guess that's that's where seasonal affect disorder comes from, right? I don't know. I'm no expert on that. But it makes sense to me. Everybody was a little bit sluggish today. It was kind of a an off day for myself and all the clients that I worked with. And so I just wanted to come back and hide in bed 
but there are right right now I've just moved into a new place and I am at my sweetheart's place to record these podcasts because he has his computer and mic all set up and I don't have even internet connection in my place right now which is a whole other story (laughs) which contributes to the stress of the hurricane no doubt life without internet is very challenging in our modern era and I knew that I would just feel worse if I didn't take advantage of this microphone time today he's at work aside from the airplanes flying overhead there's a nice quiet house great time to record. I really like recording these. In addition to producing content, it just feels really good to reflect on the work that I've been doing. It's it's sort of an audio journal for me. So it helps me to take notes on whatever Brian and I have been talking about and what I'm looking at at the time. So I wanted to get it in and I didn't want to get it in because I felt like it would be crap. And wouldn't it be so much better to just wait until a time when it wouldn't be crap? So that's exactly why I'm doing it. (laughs) To get over that old perfectionistic tendency of if I can't do this exactly perfectly aligned with how I imagine I would in my wildest dreams be able to do every single one, then I'm not going to do it at all. (laughs) I realized that that perfectionism is such a big bugaboo that stands in the way for so, so, so many of us between ourselves and all of the things that we're trying to create. So sitting down to record today is as much a statement to myself that what I'm doing here is consistency and not perfectionism as it is anything else. So here is my statement. And a little bit of detail about Avira Kane as it relates to training and nutrition for me. And I'll be really curious to hear uh, if anybody feels compelled to shoot me an email. Um, if your experience is the same as mine with this part of your cycle, or if you have other crazy experiences that are wildly different, I suspect that There are probably some commonalities for many of us, but that experiences can be just as varied as we all are. So for me, I also have sometimes called this week, uh, well, no, I should say what I've been thinking about it as today is eat the piano week because I was in session with Brian about a month ago, having just passed through this part of the cycle. And I was telling him about how I thought it was really neat that that particular month I didn't have craziness and specifically an out-of-control appetite. Uh, Wanting to just eat absolutely everything in sight and the more unhealthy fats and sugars, the better, has historically characterized that last week of the cycle for me. And even though I know this, every time that it comes around, I, I, it has often thrown me off of my game. And I'm like, what's wrong with me? Why is my eating so out of control? Oh, I can't. And then sure enough, five, six days later, oh, right, that's why. Oh, that was just around the corner. Okay. So last month doing all of this training and having all this fun, the weird appetite actually never came up at all. 
but I was explaining how the dynamic usually works for me to Brian because it was our first month through the cycle together and I there was a piano in his living room where we were sitting and chatting and I said ordinarily you know I, I would eat that piano during the week so that's that's where eat a piano week comes from for me and today officially marks the start of eat a piano week and I am proud to say I have not yet eaten any pianos nor do I anticipate eating any pianos. <laughs> I had some sweet cravings this afternoon. I went over to Whole Foods and I got myself a protein shake. And they make their protein shakes with dates and bananas and almond milk and yummy stuff and peanut butter. <laughs> and there's probably a ton of peanut butter and probably way more nut fats in that than I would ordinarily want to consume, particularly in one sitting. But as far as splurge choices go, I think that's a pretty good one. You know, I didn't head over to Cold Stone. Actually, I, I don't think I've ever had Cold Stone, but it's a great example of a, an unhealthy choice for me and my goals. Not that we shouldn't go to Cold Stone ever. No going to Cold Stone for you. No, it's just not something that serves me in what I'm trying to do right now. And I think getting that protein shake was a much better choice. Um, and I didn't really, I didn't really want anything else. That was really nice. I, I, I wanted sweet and cold and creamy, but I didn't. There was no like I must have ice cream or I want donuts. It's often been donuts for me in the past. Uh, I was really, really fine with that being a protein shake today. I did also want coconut, coconut texture. I was seemed really really important this afternoon so I picked up a package of supposedly healthy raw macaroons to get that coconut texture again really high in fats particularly saturated fats which I don't have a problem with fats in general but I do try to look at the overall composition of my diet I think I've mentioned in a past podcast that Brian just recommended keeping an eye out on whether I'm having many servings of different kinds of nuts throughout the day and that kind of thing. So I'm aware that today was a little bit heavy on the fat intake uh, as far as, you know, a daily pattern would kind of go. But that's the nice thing about the way that I'm learning to eat right now is I can balance that out through the course of the week. And even if I have a few days here. I may have some really weird, really heavy food cravings for the next two or three days. And making choices like these for the next few days are totally okay. Because I know that the meals in between are, you know, microwaved peas and broccoli with tempeh and other really awesome stuff that balances it out. So not particularly stressed about it, which is really, really nice and a change from how past eat the piano weeks have been (laughs) Uh, and just being aware for some reason this month maybe just because I had explained it to somebody last month in that conversation with Brian I'm I'm just really clear where I'm at right now so the cravings aren't scaring me I'm like okay it's just that wacky hormone stuff going on my period's around the corner that's cool Uh, with feeling so tired and with the body feeling achy I took a look at the workouts I'd been doing too, and I did active recovery workouts the first three days of this week. They were pretty solid in terms of the actual lifting I was doing, but they were they were quick. They were each only 20 to 30 minutes. 
so they weren't heavily destructive <laughs> on my muscle tissue. And I, I was craving a good, long, hard workout yesterday. So yesterday I did chest and butt. And it was a good, like, hour 15. Nice, solid couple supersets. Felt really good. And I woke up this morning, and I was feeling sore, and I was feeling so tired. And I took a look at that and said, you know, it's okay to take today as a rest day. It's been four days since my last rest day. And I do like to try to have two of those a week. Absolutely at least one, but... I think two is really healthy, particularly when I'm doing a lot of building-focused workouts, which only one of them was this week. The other ones were sort of maintenance, but that's totally okay. Um, this this phase of the month, this week for me, is a great place to practice being mindful and being forgiving with myself and what my physiology has to offer right now and right now my body is has other priorities and that's okay and i can still work on my goals and honor what my body is doing behind the scenes with this crazy reproductive system <laughs> so all of that's really nice and it's really nice having a coach that encourage me encourages me to take a very intuitive relationship with listening to my body when it comes to questions of rest and recovery and periodization of training uh, his take is very much one of listening which I love I love being encouraged to cultivate a deep listening practice with my body and I love that that level of listening requires me to have open space in my life to be able to hear what my body's saying. You know, I don't enjoy having a super packed schedule where I wake up and I'm running from appointments to meetings to workouts to activities all the way up until I go to sleep. It sounds like a lot of fun in theory when I talk about it right now, but I know that when I'm actually living those kinds of days, I don't personally enjoy them. I like having time to just be and hang out and see what little project around my apartment is asking me to work on it or what letter of gratitude to somebody is asking to be written or what's been going on on The Walking Dead the last three seasons that I've missed because I've been too busy to watch (laughs) you know just these sorts of things and and meditation practice is something that I so enjoy and when my life gets heavily scheduled starts to feel like just something else on the to-do list instead of this rich deep connection with the parts of myself that are bigger than just this little I and I like that about the Avurakane week I like the slowing down I like the I like the way that a lack of patience in dealing with others encourages me to go hole up alone. I don't use it as an excuse to just blatantly be rude to other people, but I'm mindful of how much I'm interacting with others this week and kind of trying to keep it minimal to get that drawing back inside of energy. 
and it's a really nice opportunity. So I'm excited about holding all of this this way this time. It's a different, much, much different focus than, oh my gosh, why do I want to eat the piano? What's wrong with me? No, here is, here is awesome. Here's the energy from my own system sort of calling inward and drawing me away from so much activity and so much interaction. And I'll definitely still get my workouts in. I don't anticipate tomorrow being another rest day, but a single rest day you know, two rest days in the week, I think is really healthy and really good for me. So it feels all kind of in balance. And I'm glad I took the time to sit and record and talk about it today because it's nice to just reaffirm the perspective that I choose to hold it all in. Because it's not something self-punitive. It's not something that is about walking around being bitchy out in the world. But just my chance to draw back in rest and recover and really listen listening deeply to both the body and the heart so i'm off to go crawl under the covers and surround myself with pillows and listen to my body maybe i'll even turn on an episode of walking dead at the same time just make it a whole lot of luxury i'm gonna keep my water bottle close by so i stay hydrated you know that'll help with any crazy food cravings that may be arising And I will catch you on the flip side. Happy workouts. Happy listening. Talk to you soon.